The Supreme Report with attorney Tom Winslow on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers. Brought to you by Winslow Law. Talk 94.5. And joining us live on the air is the one and only... What you want, Tom Winslow. Tom Winslow is joining us live and in person. Good morning, Tom Winslow. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Good. How good are you at litigation? Oh, I love litigation. <laughs> you know, what's funny, you know, you got kind of different kind of lawyers transactional and litigation. You know, ones that yeah. like to draft stuff and the ones that like to argue stuff. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a kind of an arguer. Like really? I, I like to get into a little That's bit of a fight shocking. every once in a while. That's really shocking. I am not surprised. <laughs> just every once in a while. I just want to know, are you a pit bull or a chihuahua? You know, the for me. The way a lawyer should be is the the sweetest, nicest guy in the world mm. until you can't be anymore, right? You try to get things worked I, I out. I gotta live my life like right? that, right? You, you try, try to get things worked <laughs> out. You try to take care of people. You try to treat each other fairly, exactly. right? But when you when someone on the other side is not willing to cooperate and voluntarily do what needs to be done to get a situation handled, yes, then you just gotta do what you gotta do. I like it. You know, it's like life. <laughs> I mean, Honestly, I, that's how I live my day. life. But I give you lots of grace. Give you all the grace until in the world you run out. <laughs> until we can't get it worked out. Exactly. <laughs> right, that's so, so you got, you got like a whole pound. We got like a whole pound at the office. Like you know, all kinds of dogs up in there. <laughs> <laughs> right? You got all chihuahuas and pit bulls. Ch- chihuahuas like and pit bulls, right? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's honestly where how you know, Winslow all works. You know, we got the transactional lawyers, we got the uh-huh. pellet lawyers, we got litigation lawyers. So oh. That way, it's like one place for everybody to come to and be taken care of. Very cool. Okay. Kind of concept, right? I like it. Yeah. All right. And you like dogs, so there you go. And I like dogs. My, <laughs> wife, has a, my wife has a cat. She loves cats. I'll take the dogs. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> all right, Tom. You got a pile. You know, we... It's, it's amazing. We got we got just nothing to talk about at all, especially considering the Supreme Court just came out with their abortion ruling last week. Yes. Right? Mm. So nothing at all important to talk about. Right. But I went through this. It's a 50-page opinion. Went through oh it. Oh, my and gosh. It was, I loved it. It was fascinating. Because if you, if you think so about this it. This is the South Carolina Court of Appeals? The South Carolina Court of Appeals. So in okay. 2021, they, they had a bill put in front of them that basically said uh, outlawing abortion after six weeks. And mm-hmm. they actually said it was unconstitutional. And right. did you know why? Do yeah, you remember and, why? And, yep, it's all in here. Okay. And then they brought back almost that exact same bill, right? Still six weeks. Brought back almost that same exact same bill. There's some changes. I'm not going to say there's not any changes, but they, some changes. And now they've reversed course. Before it was a two to three um, denial where three people said no and two said yes. And now at this point, it was a five to one, right? So it was almost unanimous. Wow. The person that ruled against it was the chief justice at this point who's retiring soon. And so it was quite fascinating to go through it because it was almost the exact same bill with almost the exact same justices with a completely different outcome. And so um, going through the bill, it it's really shows an introspective into what they thought was important and what they were looking at in regard to trying to almost preserve and make this a, a law. And so mm-hmm. what they were saying is that you know when you're reviewing these bills and things of this nature, you really got to take an expansive reading of what um, – the intent of the legislature was and and what they based the past denial on was on the uh, privacy provisions of the constitution specifically our state constitution section 10 and and really trying to hone in on that now here's the issue with privacy provision is that you're not entitled to privacy you're unreason- you're entitled to anything that's unreasonable right unreasonable search and seizure stuff of that nature right so Technically, you don't have a privacy right. You have a right to not have an unreasonable invasion of your privacy. And hmm. those are two different facets, right? Interesting. And so what it's basically saying <laughs> is that you don't have privacy 
you, you have the right not to be invaded if it's unreasonable, but they can still invade you. I mean, think about it, right? That's what a warrant is. A warrant is validating that it's reasonable. An arrest, validating that it's reasonable, right? So you got to go through it, and that's kind of how our Constitution kind of is set up. And so in terms of that, they're really looking at whether or not they should validate this law. I mean, because what it is, right, it's not a case. It's a law. Should they validate this law or not in terms of is it arbitrary or not arbitrary, and should it be found legislatively reasonable what they did? That was Justice Few. Justice Few denied it last time and approved it this time because he said that they had been almost too rash, almost too quick, and hadn't taken into all considerations, and hadn't been reasonable in their determination of this bill. Well, now it's two years later, and he says, okay, now they've had time to research it. They come back with the same stuff. Now it's reasonable. Legislative intent is reasonable. We're going to let so them do it. So they really didn't change much? Really didn't change much at all. Wow. There's a few more um, exceptions and stuff in there. But, you know, I'm kind of, like I said, 50 pages. It was fascinating to read. There's the nerd, right? Fascinating to read 50 pages <laughs> of this legal case. Um, the deference Nerd alert. Nerd <laughs> alert. <laughs> so says Nick over there. <laughs> what? This difference is not diminished simply because there's a medical support on both sides. It's saying, look, both sides have a right. Like Both sides are, you know, we're not saying either one's wrong. We're just saying that their intent, the legislative intent, was founded, right? So you can have your side, you can have your side, but this is the law because it's founded by the intent of the legislature. And basically, constitutional statutes are presumed to be valid. They're presumed to be constitutional, right? So the burden is to prove they're not valid, not to show that they are valid. Mm -hmm. Again, so many good insight going forward. When you think about bills on how to handle a bill and whether or not it's going to be valid or not. And then basically they view it on the narrowest grounds. They're saying it's valid unless you can tell me it's not valid. And so going through it, basically the whole concept on why they did it is they said, look, based upon the research, based upon everyone's intent, this is reasonable. It's not an unreasonable search and seizure. It's not an unreasonable burden on the privacy because you do have those six weeks. You do have these exemptions to it. And so they've said now at this point, going through the bill, that is a reasonable a validation for what they did. So when does this become the law of the land? Then? It's the law of the land now. So it, it was the law. law. It was the law. Okay. They put an injunction down mm-hmm. and they've removed that injunction. So it's automatically, as soon as this passed, it was automatically. So we are no longer going to be an abortion destination? We shouldn't be, right? Because after six weeks, you can't have it. So we should not be an abortion destination. As a matter of fact, and, and this, again, mm-hmm. it's the beauty of whether you like it or not, that's the beauty of the. United States of America and the Supreme Court ruling is that every state's going to have a different abortion rule. Right. Right. And so if you do not believe in abortion, if you believe in the you know, basically believe in life, South Carolina's going to be there. But North Carolina right above us, I think, still has a three month abortion period. Right. So mm-hmm. there's going to be other states that you can go to, which is how this United States is designed. You go to the state that fits your political character. And you go to the state that you want to be at with that, those laws that fit who you are. That's mm-hmm. why so many people are moving here to South Carolina right. from other places. But so we moved from six weeks to 12 weeks. You know, I so mean, from 12 weeks to six weeks, I'm sorry. That's right. We yeah. went down to six weeks. Yeah. Interesting. You know, I, I we have a, a doctor coming up uh, from the Spartanburg area to talk about long COVID and vax injury mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. Dr. Robert Jackson, and I was doing some research on him, and he said something. I don't know if he coined the phrase, but it, he said um, he had a poster of a of a six week fetus in a um, the amnio sac, in a poster of it, and he said, "Do you see this as a uh, potential human or a human with potential?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow." Well, you know, and that's, you know again, is, how is it not human? That's powerful. Isn't that it amazing? Is, yeah. Well, and that's kind of how you know we've been talking. You know, how do you view these abortion laws? Are they for the mother 
or are they actually for the right. child, right? Who are you? What? Who are you looking at? Who's your focus on this? Because mm-hmm. the privacy rules are all about the mother, which means they don't they almost disregard the child, right? Right, because no matter how you look at it, that's a child inside mm-hmm. that womb, right? And, and you're doing something. But to that people child. disagree with and you. People disagree, right? And, that, mm-hmm. and that's almost what the doctor said. I mean, it's, it's so amazing. And you know, look at this again. I keep going back to this ruling because it has it's so powerful for constitutional construction of laws. Basically, saying basically in this part there is no constitutional right to abortion. Period. There is none right. found. It's simply ingrained whether it's in the privacy provision or not. Right. And so everybody says, oh, I have a right to abortion. I have a right to abortion. In our state, they've made it clear that you don't have a right to abortion. You have a right to privacy. And in, in the concept of abortion, medical care, not even abortion, mm. medical care is ingrained in privacy. Yeah. But only to the nature that it's unreasonable. It's just so unbelievable to me. And this is kind of off the path here, but that the medical community you know, they're not allowed to pull out a good filling and put it, replace it with another. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. against rules for dentists. And you can't just cut off someone's arm because they want you to cut it off. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so it's like they, they they do have provisions, don't I was actually reading. Medical- well, I mean, you know, you got HIPAA, right? You got HIPAA laws all over the place. I was actually reading about, and it's not a Supreme Court case, about a case where uh, a guy in Britain was selling um, poison, basically, to people that wanted to, to have euthanasia, right? They mm-hmm. wanted to. Um, put themselves or someone else out of misery. So he was basically a death broker. He was selling poison so that these people could kill themselves. Now, now that was voluntary action on his part and voluntary action on their part, but clearly you can't help someone kill themselves. Right? That's against the law unless euthanasia is the law. Mm. He killed 89, 90 people wow. by doing this before he was caught doing it. Right. So there's clearly laws against that, even for people that want to kill themselves voluntarily, right. much less a child right. who does not have a voice in that. Right. The, the, these third parties, shall we say, the courts are speaking for a child that is clearly a child who doesn't have a voice and not voluntarily giving up their life. Yeah. Right. And so it's such a yeah, in South Carolina has a no suicide law. Like you can't commit suicide. It's against mm-hmm. the law in South Carolina. Yet you can kill a child. Right. So think about the logic behind that. And I say for the woman, it is a form of suicide. I mean, you're just cutting a piece of life out of you. I I just don't understand. And that's why they try to convince us so hard that it's not a human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's. Yeah. And Dr. Jackson actually argued for personhood. Mm. It's so interesting. I mean, the Supreme Court in in its ruling says, is this an invasion on privacy? Yes, it is an invasion. They admit, yes, this is an invasion. Is, Is the perspective of all sides worth looking at? Due to this situation, yes, it is. But again, they go back to the concept. It's not about whether or not it's an invasion because it is an invasion. It's whether or not it's unreasonable. And so mm. if we're looking forward you know, in regard to the vaccines, we're looking forward in regard oh, to. Can this be applied? Well, this that's concept? what I'm saying. Right. Think about it. if you're looking forward yeah. in regard to any kind of medical procedure, the question is not whether or not it can be done at this point. Right. It can, it can be done. Uh, it cannot affect privacy unreasonably. That's the key. And, and how do you define unreasonable? Well, that's always going to fluctuate because unreasonable is going to be based upon the perspective of the judge. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, if you think about it, yeah. what is unreasonable, you can't de- you can define it as being not reasonable, but then what's reasonable? Right. Right. So it's always going to change. So even going forward, it's a, it's a good and a bad thing, right? Going forward, the, the nature of unreasonable is going to be modified based upon the perspective of the person adjudicating that case. That's why it's so important which to is, pick the right judges. That's why it's so important <laughs> to pick the right judges. Yeah. Right. Because. This Planned Parenthood is the one who appealed it. Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood knows that now that they've gone to the state Supreme Court, and the only thing that can happen at that is you go to the federal Supreme Court. The federal Supreme Court is willing to take it. Well, what does Planned Parenthood think about going to the federal Supreme Court right now? 
well, they're not going to, they can't imagine they're going to win, right? Probably not. So, so at this point, you have the judges in place in South Carolina and the judges in mm-hmm. place federally that if there's that appeal that occurs at the highest level, mm-hmm. most likely it's not going to change. Right. Especially based upon the ruling in you know, Jackson where they said it's the state decision in mm-hmm. the Supreme Court case. So when this type of court makes a decision like this, is there another chance of appeal within? Only only up to the federal level, right? So they can appeal the state Supreme Court so to there's the federal no more Supreme in, Court. But could there be another injunction? No, no, no more injunctions, no more state rulings whatsoever. It's, it's done at this point. Unless... The, the legislature wants to change the, the the structure of it, and then, of course, you can have another one. Or unless the court changes and wants to reevaluate constitutionality based upon a new case coming up. And that's kind of what happened on the federal level, right? And that's right. what the argument was with Roe versus Wade versus mm-hmm. Jackson versus Mississippi. Right. It's almost the same. So it's not forever. It's all Again, it goes down. <laughs> what, is, what it could be is yeah. just who is on the court. Because yeah. it is. It's the adjudication of what's reasonable and unreasonable. Yeah. When the story made headlines across the nation, everybody wrote it. All male Supreme Court mm-hmm. in oh, yeah. South Carolina. That's right. They did. I was like, okay, that's important to you. Mm-hmm. That was, and that's the thing. That was the headline, right? It was all male. Yep. Because Kay Hearn, Justice Hearn, retired. Who was from Horry County? Retired. Mm-hmm. And she ruled against it initially. But now she's off, and now we got new judges on there. Whatever it is, they are the ones that have been determined to be our Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, take real, I take such offense out of that headline because that's assuming that every woman is for abortion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I take that to be so offensive because we don't think in a block. That what, headline you know? creates a narrative. Well, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's the attack. It it's the it's the media attacking without even saying what it is. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, it's not true. Most, I would say most women are against abortion past six weeks, well, especially and, if they've been pregnant. And, and to counter that, one of the males on the Supreme Court voted against it, right? Yeah, well, there you go. So it's not to say all women are for and all men are against, right? It's it's it's, it's a matter, Absolutely. again, perspective. I love perspective because everyone's allowed to a different one, and they're allowed to modify their perspective as they move on in life and become wiser, <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit more educated, potentially. Yeah. So it's just amazing. I love it. That, that's such a huge case for our area in terms of, of course, abortion and in terms of privacy. So, you know, medical privacy, any kind of privacy, huge mm-hmm. case. All right, Tom. Uh, do you have time for one more? You want one more? Yeah. Wow. Look at okay. Let's go. Let's try to get a real short, quick one. Another Supreme Court case out of South Carolina, John Doe versus Sled. This was a sex offender who was registered as a sex offender in South Carolina. Okay. If they are, they're required to report and required to check in and stuff of that nature. Well, he moved out of state, so he moved to Georgia. So Is he's he not, allowed to do that? And so he was allowed to do that to get a job. You know, so he moved out. So he had. Check in there. Well, he didn't meet their qualifications to be a sex offender. Now, I don't know what his offense was. It was a John Doe case. And so he said, well, if I'm not a sex offender in the state I'm at, I'm no longer a resident of South Carolina. Why am I still a sex offender in South Carolina? So he, he appealed to the Supreme Court of South Carolina and said, hey, I'm not a resident. I should not be on your sex offender list. You shouldn't be publishing me. Because what was happening was that he, you know, his employers and stuff would go on social media and that he would still be there on their sex offender list. Amazing. Okay. Right? That's very interesting. And, and so And so – he appealed in the state of South Carolina said, no, you're convicted of a sex offender here. You're going to be on our sex offender list here, even though you're not a resident because you don't qualify for the reasons of being removed from the sex offender list. So in South Carolina, you have reasons to be removed. He did not qualify for those reasons because he had been checked in as a sex offender. He had been put there and he's going to be put there pretty much permanently, even though he's not a sex offender in another state because they have different qualifications. Right. And so it's, I wonder what this crime is. Well, and that's, you know, and that's the interesting thing because you never know. I mean, a sex offender can be 
the worst of the worst. Like I've got a daughter oh, yeah. and a son. It can be the worst of the worst. I understand. Yeah. It can also be a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old mm-hmm. who are dating and having right. things they shouldn't be doing, right? Mm-hmm. So you never know what that qualification is and what that level is. But what this does tell you <laughs> is that in South Carolina, they're going to take it seriously. It's going to be pretty much a permanent record. And, and there's a certain stigma that goes along with being on a sex offender mm-hmm. list that employers, employees, other people in the community have. And so be really, you got to be aware of that as you're going through that process if you ever find yourself in that situation. Wow. Yeah, considering it's not an offense in, in Georgia, I mean, are they – so does he have to register? So he doesn't have to register in Georgia. He he's not a sex offender in Georgia. in Georgia, but he's still going to be in South Carolina even though he's a resident of Georgia now. Okay, and they have no problem with him moving. And they have no problem with him moving. Um, and so it's just a question of whether or not you can be considered a sex offender in South Carolina wow. even if you're not a resident of South Carolina. Right. S- and so, and so, like again, you know, with the internet, it, mm-hmm. you could be in California. Mm-hmm. You type in his name, and boom, the South Carolina charge pulls up, and now his life is being affected by what yeah. happened in South Carolina, even though he's across, literally across the country. Mm-hmm. So he lost. And so he lost. Yeah. yeah. They said there's two reasons why you can be removed from the list. You don't qualify for it. Uh-huh. So therefore, you're on. And that's just, that, it's that simple. Wow. And so, and then it goes back to the law, right? Knowing the law, they they cite the statutes, and if you don't know the statutes. But he, it made sense. He tried. I can understand his perspective. Yeah. But it was worth a shot. But in the day, it was worth a theory to test. And his lawyer should not be arrested right. for doing that. I agree. For testing a theory. You got to. You got to push the theory oh, no, 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 perspective. No, no, no. That's not the new law of the land. You two, as a lawyer, can be jailed. I mean, is that re- is that ridiculous to test a theory? You could be indicted for that. Is that is is that how you see that? No, what happened in Georgia. One hundred percent. So, a lawyer's job is to advocate for the client. Now, we have frivolous lawsuit laws, right? Yeah. If you know it's a complete violation, I actually kind of don't like the frivolous lawsuit laws. I know a lot of people do because they're like, "Well, if I win, I should get my attorney fees and court costs in." Well, what that does is that prevents someone from honestly pushing the boundary and even trying because mm-hmm. they might not have the money. And two, it prevents lawyers from changing the law. Think about Roe versus Wade again. Roe versus Wade was the law of the land, right? That was 1976. That's what it was. It took 50 years, 50 years of testing Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. for it to change because law can change, right? And it's not yeah. what? Law can't change. Yes, it can. The perspective, again, what's reasonable, what's unreasonable is going to be purely based on the law and who the judges are. And so you've got to be able to test the theories. You've got to be able to push the boundaries. And that's why we have in our in our state, at least in other states, different motions you can make. You can make a motion to dismiss, a motion for summary judgment to try to get rid of a case early mm-hmm. because you think it's in violation of the law. doesn't mean you're wrong for bringing the case, Right. And so I don't know what people in Georgia were doing. I don't know what people anywhere were doing because I wasn't a part of that. But they should have the right to push the boundaries. They should have the right to honestly have a free speech in a way of trying to create a new path of law. I mean, how many times, Tom, I'm just curious, that someone may come to you and say, hey, I have this problem. Can I do something like blah, blah, blah? And you're like, oh, wait, no, that that would be illegal. Or yeah, very rarely, honestly. I mean, but people can bring things they up bring to things, you. They're supposed to bring things up to me. And then you just say, no, it's not possible. That's not going to work. Or That's that right. would be against the law or procedure. That's right. And then everybody moves on. That's right. That should 100%. not be a criminal offense. That's not, that should not be a criminal offense at all to be able to push a boundary. <laughs> and our job is to advocate. Yeah. Whether we know we're right or wrong, a lot of times, mm-hmm. think about criminal offense. A lot of times, you know you're wrong. You still got to advocate for your client. Mm-hmm. Have a criminal yeah. defense is going to be <laughs> saying they didn't do something that they probably did do. Right. Well, we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. How is any defense attorney supposed to, like, you don't think Alex Murdoch's attorneys yeah, thought exactly. he was, like, guilty? I, I got a case right now where I know the guy's guilty. I'm just doing my best to try to help him out. 
Make yeah. lemonade out of lemons, right? Yeah. Can't get rid of the lemons, just going to try to make lemonade. Right, exactly. Right? You just do your best with what you got. Yeah. Interesting. I know, right? What do you think, Nikki? I, I just wonder. <laughs> I see him thinking over there. I know. <laughs> she it's, does. It's, it's, it's visible. It's a visible thought. She knows what I'm thinking. Here's the deal. I think this whole thing in Georgia and some of the other, all the other ones that are, t- I, this can of worms, and you and I, we spoke about this, Liz, and I'm going to ask you as an attorney. Isn't there some level-headed attorney who even is just looking out for his own pocketbook, let's just say? Somebody's got to stand up and say, wait a minute, this isn't right here. This is going to come back and screw us all. That's a Democrat. Well, That's no, a Democrat. It should, no, it should. I mean, the people in the legislature should think the same way, that this is a, it's a circular thing. It comes around. Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the more stringent you get. They don't care, though. Well, if you look at cancel culture, right? Cancel culture was canceling Democrats just mm-hmm. as much as Republicans. Yeah, that's right. right. It comes back around. You just got to think logically. Just think Bud Light. And, and, and civilly. Not, yep. not keep attacking each other. You don't want to be Bud Lighted. Oh, but the Bud administration's going to come to their rescue. They want to adopt a law like in Canada where you only limited two beers a week. I saw that. Two Is that going to fly? A, two beers a week. Is that going to fly? You yeah, think? I did. I miss this. I could oh, not imagine yeah. that. Yeah, two beers a week was the. Well, yeah. you know, it could, hey, in New York City, they regulate you to like, what, 20 ounce soda? <laughs> a Slurpee, right? So it's like, what in the world? <laughs> And 7-Eleven's moving into tell, South Carolina. Like, tell, me, tell, so. right, tell me what to drink and eat all the time. That's like Tom all... Winslow, winslowlawyers.com. Feel Thank free to you. give us a call, 843-357-9301.